0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. This is Marcy. I am hosting this week and with me as always, the lovely Katie and Kim. How are you ladies? Good. How hey, are guys. you Marcy? I am hanging in. Well, I woke up with a <laughs> horrible headache this morning or really in the middle of the night and it still like woke up with it. And I like, I've had a lot of issues in my life, but headaches are one thing that I do not get. And I mean, frequently, I really do feel for anyone who gets migraines on a regular basis. I was just laying there, like unable to hardly move. So I was, I did get my butt into a cold shower, went for a walk, and now I feel better, but man, they are rough. Not a good way to start the day. How did you
1: you take some medicine or did it just go away
0: or? No, I just like, like I said, I got in the shower. I went for a walk and it helped. Okay. Went away. Yeah. So I don't know what, what happened, but feeling better now, which is good and uh, ready to embrace this heat that California is starting to have. Not my favorite.
2: <laughs> you know what, Marcy? I woke up with a headache today too, and I still have it. I haven't been able to kick it, but I, I had a little, a little story I wanted to share with you ladies too. So Kim Please. and Marcy, both a little while back, back, I told you both that I was interested in hiking rim to rim. Right. Yeah. And, and that's something obviously that we all heard Kim talk about. And it's like, every time I hear you talk about it, I'm just all ears. And I'm so fascinated. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. And I it's on my list. It's on my bucket list. And so earlier this year, I was like, I, I tapped you, Kim. I listened to your podcast 12 times about it. Like I've, I made some reservations. I picked the date. I did all these things. And then I started training and I was enjoying it. And then it got hot, like mm. like summertime in Wisconsin, super humid, 90 degrees, heat index in the hundreds, hot, which is really, which sucks, right? But it's also exactly what the conditions are at the bottom of the canyon in October when I would probably be hiking, right? And so- yeah. I, I decided, you know, I, cause I told my husband, I was like, I don't really know if I want to train in the summer. Like, this is just so hard. Maybe I'll do it in the winter and hike in May. And he's like, then you're training in the winter to do exactly this hike again in the same heat. And is that better? Is that better or worse for you? And I realized that I don't think I can do this hike when I am in a place where I am not able to train in this heat. I don't, I really can't expose myself to this heat for long periods of time without, and and here's why, because I hate the process. It's not the hike, it's not the work, it's not the, the experience, it's the process of being in that super uncomfortable environment is not one that I can endure. For the duration I need to endure to make this hike work for me, and it's just mm-hmm. I, I'm weighing my options, and this is one of those times where I where I quit. Sounds terrible to say it, but like let's let's call a spade a spade. I quit because the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I mm. decided,
0: and, and that, so I'm okay.
2: So my goal then is shifting, right? Like I'm not just going to like rip up the idea of ever hiking instead. Um, I have a new goal. I want to get out to Colorado and I want to hike another 14 or a 14,000 foot mountain, which I haven't done in a number of years, but that suddenly works for me because now the training is all the same, but it's in conditions that actually work for me and don't sort of destroy me physically and mentally. So I, I pivoted on, on this goal, ladies way to go, Katie it well, was kind yeah. of a hard one to swallow. <laughs> first. Yeah.
1: But you know, yeah, good I- for you for like knowing yourself and being willing to make that pivot rather than like just sticking with it, like kind of being miserable internally, but saying like, I should, because I said I was going to, right. Right. That, right. Like, that wouldn't be enjoyable. Like the whole point of this was to do something fun and exciting that you wanted to do not to be yeah. miserable, to
2: do something just because you said it out loud. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. I don't know. I've been that person that would just, because I said it out loud, would do it anyway. I, you know, that, that tough love with myself where I, I, I had a goal and I was going to hit it. No, even if it, whatever happened in the process was going to happen because I was going to hit it. Not anymore. Huh. Not
0: today. <laughs> and, and that itself takes a lot of courage. So I respect you for that. And here's the thing. It's going to be a challenge anyway, or either way. So hiking 14,000 feet, like that's going to be hard. It's just kind of one of those things like choose your hard in this situation. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. So, you know, you're still going to be embracing discomfort and having to do something that is challenging, but picking the one that feels more appropriate for you because yes, at some point, like you have to find some satisfaction in the process. And if you are not finding any Mm -hmm. then it's going to be a miserable experience all around. Like, yeah, you can say that you did it, but what are the, when you look back, are the memories of that going to be good? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause for me, like I've told you guys all along, like I don't mind the heat. I enjoy the heat. I like opening the door and feeling the heat smash me in the face. So even though it wasn't super pleasant to like train outside doing stadiums, like when it was 98 degrees, like, it's not like, Oh, this is the most fun, but like, I still like, I liked it enough. Like I liked mm-hmm. it enough. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like that was good. But like for you, that sounds like that would be absolutely like, torture. Yeah. So great to pick yeah. another goal that's going to be in line with what you actually can enjoy. Yes, know that I that's such a it's good so example hard. for people listening.
2: That really is. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I feel like we don't talk about um you know, pivoting enough. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't mean the three of us. I mean, in general, it's it's not really normalized to switch gears. It's always, you know, oh, we're three months into the year. How are you on what you committed to in January? It's like, we just don't talk enough about um, the fact that there is another option other than just doing it or doing
0: nothing. There's There's right. something in between and it's there. Right. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, Kim, you have an exciting, not really an announcement, but you've been waiting. <laughs> it's since. not an announcement. I just have exciting uh, personal. I know, it's but talk, talk about, personal talk day about patience, me. you know, practicing your patience muscle. Um, yeah. With this
1: car. So getting your new car. It's happening, crazy. guys. It's happening in like six hours from now. I get Ooh. my, I finally get my non-minivan vehicle. I've been excited about this, been looking for a while, Uh, actually put money down for it in the very beginning of February, might have even been late January, and just the way that the uh, auto industry now, it's happening today, so I'm really excited, I have visual
0: proof that it is here. <laughs> well, hopefully, it is worth the wait and the headaches <laughs> that have, a, here's, here's um, so you know, way. you've experienced along the way with it. And then, speaking of driving, I see that your daughter is doing a little bit of that. Oh, gosh yeah. go? I was nervous for you. I was so <laughs> nervous. So.
1: She just needs to learn how to drive on highways. And after yesterday, partway through, I was like we were kind of yelling at each other. I'm like, you've got to like you've got to find somebody else to help with this because I'm not ruining my relationship with you over this because she, you know, it's normal to be nervous when you're driving on a highway. But she would like I'd be like, oh, you need to get over. And then she'd start questioning me about why I wanted her to get over. I'm like, there's not time for a conversation <laughs> for me explaining the three reasons why you need to get over now. I can be happy to tell you that in a minute once you get over.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: we made it safely to the beach and then I made the executive decision that she was not driving home because I, oh. did, I was like, and it was just a bad driving day. Where I live, there's one road. Anybody here from the East who knows the Schuylkill Expressway? Oh, yeah, fine road or it can be absolute torture. And it was unfortunately a torturous day. There were three accidents, bumper to bumper traffic, and it was, it was a mess. It was not great. Um, Mm -hmm. but we made it happily to the beach and then we all like zonked out and took a nap on the beach. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so do they not do driving school anymore? Like driver's ed? You had to pay for it. And we did, and she's doing it, but it's not First of all, it's crazy expensive for a couple of hours. And she's already done three, two hour shifts. And um, so they got her on the dri- on the highway for the first time. But like she needs like, it's one of those things you need repeated practice. If You want to know how to merge. Like you have to just, there's no other way to learn how to merge except for to keep merging. And there's just so many highways around us. I can't have her getting her license without feeling some level of confidence around highways. And so she just needs more. So. so when is she
0: supposed to get the license?
1: Um, we keep pushing it back. It's supposed to be next week, but we, we're, we're only just over halfway through her 65 hours. She needs 65 oh. hours of driving practice and she's only at 35. So okay. we're pushing it back till next month so we can. Oh, uh,
0: well, you've got time. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, today's episode, now that we are heading into the summer months, I mean, I guess summer is officially here. So today. Uh, yeah. Oh, is it today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Longest oh, of the year. I think. Celebrate that. day of the year. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it is my le- it is my least favorite month or uh, not month season. So I don't have it on my calendar. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, summer months comes with traveling, and we know that traveling can definitely hang some people up when it comes to sticking to their health, nutrition, fitness goals, all of that. So we are here to chat about it. Give you all those tips and tricks that you can have a good time, but still keep the promises that you want to make to yourself. So I'm curious for you ladies, do you have any trips coming up that you're looking forward to?
2: I'm actually headed to Colorado on Monday with my husband. We're going for our anniversary and we'll just be, it's just a quick trip. It's just three days, but I'll still practice all the same things I practice, whether I go for three days or two weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What part of Colorado?
2: Uh, we're headed out to Summit County, but we are going to go down to Chafee County, which is south of Denver, a little bit south into the west, and uh, just check out some of the lay of the land out there, because we're not as familiar with that part of it. But, um, you know, there's a little it's, it's like a little bit more like I think it's more high desert and less less like in the mountains. So we're just going to see how we like that area and we'll do some I hiking in like, and- Colorado. We do. We love it. And it's no secret. Like we'd love to live there someday. And so, you know, our kids are still in school, so we aren't going anywhere anytime soon, but we are thinking about the future. And because we're celebrating our anniversary, it's just a good time to go and explore. Might as well scope the scene. I love that.
0: Okay, well, have a great time. Kim, what about you? Any trips? I'm not taking
2: any trips
1: anytime soon, but a lot of my monthly membership members are. So I've been deep in this conversation that people going to Mexico and people like traveling to see family and staying in Airbnb for like a month and like all kinds oh, wow. of different places. So we've been deep in this conversation about like best practices for managing vacations.
0: Yeah. And I don't have any big vacations coming up. I am going to, speaking of Arizona, Sedona, the first week of August with the Nutrition Dynamic Company Retreat. So I'm looking forward to that, but it's going to be easy. You know, I'm sure that I'll just pack some of my own stuff and we're staying at a really nice resort. So I think that there will be good food options available. And I'm kind of at the point now where when I go on vacation, because it doesn't happen very often, like I don't necessarily even bother to like try to get my workouts in all that, especially if it's over the weekend, like, yes, like you were saying, Kim, if it's going to be an extended stay, absolutely. But I think we've talked about deloads in the past on this podcast and I see a shorter weekend getaway or maybe even a, a one week stay somewhere as a really good opportunity to give your body a break and just, you know, not have that one other thing to stress about, but that's the way I like to do it. Not saying everyone has to go about it in that manner, but yeah, curious from you ladies, what are your best practices? Kim, I'll start with you since it's top of mind with well, your group you know, members. let me,
1: Let me just start with this one, Marcy, you brought up a really good point there. And I think the number one thing people should do first is to think about like, how do they want to approach this? Like, and a good way to think about that is when I get back from this trip, how do I want to think back on it? And how do I want to have felt? Like, what do I want to have experienced? And when I, how do I want to feel when I get back? Right. Because, and this is for people, whether, you know trips can be hard whether your goal is weight maintenance or whether it's weight loss harder if it's weight loss right but even weight maintenance some people are just they get really nervous like i always i always gain weight on vacation right and so think about like what is success for you both from your nutrition and exercise perspective and just from your lifestyle perspective you don't want to pick something that feels successful from your nutrition plan perspective that then is really not a success from a lifestyle perspective because do you really want to be the person who like has to choose between having s'mores in the evening and pizza during the day, because you can only have one to fit into your calories. Maybe that's not who you want to be. That's not who I want to be on vacation, right? Like I want to be able to relax and do both of those things. So really determining like, what do I want my goal to be? How do I want to show up this week is the very first step I would suggest people, people follow.
2: Mm, i
0: love that that's really really important and i think sometimes it goes back to your values and like in this moment like what do i value the most so perhaps if you have a goal that you're working really hard on then you do accept that at this point like my value system is that i want to stay compliant and and i my value is feeling good about myself but also like in my body and just knowing that like not every trip from here on out the rest of your life necessarily has to be that way, but it's just one of those like temporary situations. So I think everybody is going to be so different and you really do have to, like you said, ask and get some clarity around How do I want to feel? What do I want this to look like? And what really is important to me Mm long-term? I would agree with
2: that too. And I I, I think too, if you are somebody who is in the middle of trying to hit a goal, I think a vacation can be stressful. And and you can and say, I don't know, like, well, obviously I want to walk out, I want to leave feeling exactly the way I feel now, which is like dialed in and focused and like that's who I want it to be. And maybe that's and and that's fine, um, but when you get there, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to arrive and say, okay, you know what? Maybe I do want to have this experience that I wouldn't be having at home right now. And it's okay, again, to pivot, right? And something that I would always suggest to clients and and certainly myself, um, if I was in a deficit, would be to not go on a trip with the plan to stay in a cut i think that is a really good time to do one of two things if you have the time i would plan to try to reverse out maybe four weeks before at least four weeks before um couple hundred calories a week you'll be and then just take that week at maintenance and you'll of course have one of two options at the other end you can go right back into your cut or maybe you just realize that you can be at maintenance for a while and that's a win um or just take a quick refeed week, just that week. I think that makes it so much less stressful. And then you've basically just given yourself permission to relax and enjoy it just a little bit more, but you can still be ultra mindful while picking and choosing what's important to you. And again, like how to integrate your value system and the experiences you're having, but not missing out. And then more than anything, remember, you cannot screw up everything you've done on one week of vacation Mm -hmm. you just you just can't you you've got to do the same thing over and over again for weeks and months to really erase something you've done so even if you come home from vacation 10 pounds heavier you could gain 10 pounds in a day if you ate enough calories just from the weight of food so keep in mind that anything that happens within one week is completely reversible. If you just get back into your regular routine and it's not the end of anything, no matter what you do this week on vacation.
0: Yeah. It's just letting go of that all or nothing mindset and not thinking that, okay, well, I've already screwed up on vacation. I've gained five pounds, 10 pounds, everything is lost. So Mm -hmm. May as well pick this back up when the fall comes or something like that. So yeah, you really cannot do any significant damage, no matter how you're feeling in your body, what the number on the scale says it is it's water retention, it's inflammation from, you know, maybe if you're eating like more salty, highly processed foods, uh, food contents in your stomach. All of that. So, and maybe like if you're traveling, like there's some water retention from traveling, you know, um, digestion, excuse me, digestion sometimes can get impacted pun intended when you are out of your normal routine. So just think about all of the okay, game. You're laughing. It's true. That, that um, was good. That, pun. That was good. <laughs> right, I know. Um, I, I am all for puns. So yeah, consider that for sure. But, uh, it's interesting because or I guess good timing. I was messaging with a girl in my DMS earlier before we recorded the podcast podcast. And that is something that she was saying to me is, you know, she feels really bad right now because she just got back from vacation and she had gone into it with a plan. You know, I'm going to try and stay like in my steep deficit. And she was with family and being around family can make it more challenging, especially if those people are foodies and what you have always done together revolves around food. Those people don't have a goal, like they're, you know, letting loose and just Throwing caution to the wind, um, yeah, it can be more challenging in those situations, especially if this is a new lifestyle that you are trying to cultivate for yourself. If you are in a deficit, and Katie, this is exactly what I said to her. I was like, okay, well, what's what's been done is done. So let's forgive ourselves and move on. Um, learn from it, and at the next opportunity when you go on vacation again, then you can say like, all right, I want to feel different. I am going to navigate this in a different way, but would it have been better for you just to accept it's going to be more challenging because you're going to be around all this indulgent food around people who are going to be eating all the time and be like, I'm just going to let myself be in maintenance. And that can be okay. So yes, I love to use a trip as a way to take a diet break, Um, whether you are going to plan that ahead of time or it just kind of like falls um, in line with when you leave. And I think people might need some specific
1: help with like, okay, so I've been in a deficit and now I'm going to be in maintenance for a lot of people tracking calories on a vacation isn't a great fit. Some people are like, I'm fine with that. Um, For most of the people I work with, I suggest they take this this week or however long it is. Um, no, if going to be gone for a month, maybe we want to keep tracking for a good part of that. But if we're talking a week, two weeks, you know, to take this as a time to practice eating at maintenance without tracking calories. And so typically we come up with a structure that's going to feel comfortable for them. And the basis, like the glue that holds that all together is practicing waiting to eat until you actually feel physical hunger mm-hmm. and practicing stopping when you're satisfied. And these are skills that a lot of times people you know, have struggled with or have never even thought about. And they're the skills that are going to eventually when a person stops counting calories, which is the goal someday, this is literally how you will maintain your weight. Mm-hmm. And so I look at vacations as a great time to practice these skills versus counting calories um, and reminding yourself you know, ladies listening, like you might not nail it vacation. One doing this, you might be like, Whoa, I like really do not understand where satisfied is until I push past it. Well, that's great
0: information to have.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think that on vacation, that when you're exposed to more indulgent food, it's going like, it's kind of overriding those satiety yes. because this food is delicious. I want to keep eating. And maybe we're throwing some alcohol into the mix. Yep. Maybe. Like, again, like I said, other people are, you know, not caring about what they eat and they're like, Oh, come on. Like have some more, like, let's get another for the table. Uh, and it can be more difficult in those situations, especially if you are going into it, having been in a deficit. And that's even from like a physiological perspective, like mm-hmm deficits are, we'll be honest, controlled starvation. Your body doesn't want that. Your body doesn't care about your six pack abs on vacation. Like it wants to be fed. So if you were going into the experience already having lost some weight, being in this deficit, then yeah, your brain is just going to be telling you to eat more. So you really do have to, you know, take a step back, pause, slow down, check in with yourself. And as you said, so beautifully Kim realize that you might not get it right the first time and that's okay. It's always a practice. We are constantly a work in progress. So all you can do is learn from it and commit to doing better at the next experience. Mm -hmm. Love that. So another tip that I would share is
2: has sort of to do with making potentially making a mistake while you're on vacation and that's um, skipping breakfast or planning, you know, intentionally intermittent fasting, to save all your food for the end of the day. I feel like sometimes we, we do that with the best of intentions, like lazy morning, have some coffee on the beach, get distracted, go do something. And then suddenly it's 11 or 12 o'clock and you're ravenous and you just don't stop eating. And, and I'm speaking from experience, by the way, um, that these, this is something I've done on vacation before and it hasn't been intentional, but then I wind up eating till late into the night and I'm not hungry again until noon the next day. And the cycle so easily continues because Marcy, like you said, there's indulgent foods everywhere and there's so much relaxation. And so something that I strive to do on vacation now is start with a really protein heavy breakfast for a couple of reasons. First of all, as we know, Protein is very high satiety. So it's going to keep you full the longest. When I have a high protein breakfast, I'm usually not hungry for five hours and it's very satisfying and it really sets me up for a good day. And the second piece of it is even if the rest of the day, I'm really just enjoying those indulgent foods like pizza and s'mores, at least I've got a good bit of protein already under my belt for the day. And it winds up being a little bit more balanced for me, which feels good. So not because you have to be balanced on vacation, but because that's how I know I will feel good when my head hits the pillow. I will sleep well at night. I won't have the sweats. I'm somebody who, if I eat a lot of like grease and fat, I get sweaty at night and hot. And mm-hmm. so ha- that simple practice of a, of a high protein breakfast up front really helps me mitigate some of those other things that sometimes are like a cascade throughout the day if I am not mindful. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one, Katie. And I would add on to that
1: um, starting the day with protein and just giving yourself some guidelines like I'm going to have protein at least at two meals, if not all my meals each day. I'm mm-hmm. going to find fruits and vegetables at least two times per day because these things then they don't feel restrictive, right? We're not saying like I can't eat X, Y, or Z, but we're looking for things that we can add in because no matter where you go on vacation, you can find fruits, vegetables, and protein. If you have an eye towards eating those things, and that's going to help you so that you don't overindulge as much, and also just so that you feel good on your trip.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Just feeling good because I think we've all been there, where at the end of a vacation day you're like, "Oh God, what happened?"
1: Yeah,
0: like all I ate was junk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it tasted good, but I feel terrible. Right. Well, and we're you know we are in the summer months when people are going to most likely be in climates that are having them wear bathing suits or, you know, like skimpier clothes, so to speak. So it's like, do you want to feel confident in, in how you look and how you feel? So I know that, you know, well, people that I have talked to, sometimes they don't feel that great in a bathing suit and, and that's, that's okay. Like you can be accepting of that, but just know that You probably are not going to feel any better if you are eating all of the things that cause water Mm -hmm. retention, that cause bloating, that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, I really do always, and sounds like you ladies do too, go back to how do I want to feel not just in this moment when the food, when the drinks are in front of me, but a couple of hours later, when my head hits the pillow, when I wake up in the morning and when I come home. Mm -hmm. Can I make it just a little
1: side little side trip here based on something you just said, Marcy? I was just talking with a woman the other day. We actually ended up in this really nice group conversation about this. um, and she was talking about how she's gained 10 pounds since last summer. She was getting ready this week to go on this this like tropical vacation with several families. And she's feeling really not confident in how she looks and thinking about how she'd approach vacation. And one of my pieces of advice to her, I said, if you can swing it financially. Do not wear the clothes that you were wearing last summer if they don't fit you well, like go get something that you feel good in because you don't want to be like tugging and pulling and feeling pinched in in your shorts in your swimsuit. You should feel confident in your clothing. And so those of you listening, stop trying to squeeze in last year's clothes because you're trying to force yourself into them. And that should not mean like, I'm not resigning myself, like I'll never be able to fit back in that. But if you're going on this amazing vacation and you want to feel your best, stop squeezing into clothes that don't fit you. Oh, that is such
0: a great point, Kim. Thank you for bringing that up. Perfect side note. Well, and I think that if you, I mean, yeah, because you're just going to be taking away from your own, what I call like your peace in the present moment, if that, if that is what you're focusing on. So
1: And it's hard not to focus on that if you're bathing. So it's like digging into your skin. Yeah.
0: Same thing. Kind of like what I was saying earlier about how you feel in your body. If you're bloated and holding on to water, like that is going to be at the forefront of your mind. And then if your clothes also aren't fitting, it's this double whammy. So now that is what you are thinking about. And you're no longer focused on the experience, the scenery, the people around you. And that is not how you want to remember your time. For sure,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then also, you know, does that have a downstream and excuse me effect where you are feeling a certain way, and then that leads to trying to do some restrictive diets, like oh, I've just got to get this, you know, got to get this weight off. So at the next trip in a couple of weeks, you know, I'm feeling better. So or
1: even the yeah. opposite, um, which is ah, screw it, like I'm on this vacation yeah. and I'll feel yeah. good in these clothes. Like, what's the point? I'm literally eating myself sick for the next six days or something, right? Because I like, what's the point, like. I feel so terrible about myself.
0: Yeah. It never ends well either way. So let's go back to some practical tips. I know Kim, you were saying if someone is choosing not to track, which for most people is what I recommend as well. I mean, I certainly have been the person who has packed the food scale, who has literally (laughs) me too. Me too. I've been there. I packed Mm -hmm. a a potato peeler. I packed a focus box. (laughs) I remember you telling
1: us that one time and I'm like, that's crazy, (laughs) Mars. It was crazy. Oh yeah, no, totally crazy.
0: Um, We've been there. Feeling sweet potatoes in a hotel room and tracking my macros on like the little pad of paper, because like I don't, I'll be honest, I don't use my fitness pal, I just do pen and paper with everything. It's way easier. Uh and looking back, I'm like, wow, I was neurotic. But anyway, um, so so yes, if it is a you know a week-long stay, something like that, feel free to not track. Sometimes I will loosely track in my head, like, okay, did I get and and mostly like only protein? Like, am I making sure that I'm getting in a protein? And then from there, I let everything else go. I make mindful choices. But Kim, why don't you share with the listeners what your structure looks like? Um, So typically, protein at most meals,
1: if not all vegetables, at least at two, and or fruit. Some people are like, I'm not eating vegetables at breakfast, right? Um, Coming up with a bright line around alcohol that feels comfortable to you, which is gonna look different for every person, but that can really... Help so you're just not over-drinking more than you really want to for all kinds of reasons. But definitely as far as like physique-wise, like drinking too much alcohol usually leads to drinking more food than you wanted to. So really being intentional, like, here are my parameters personally for myself and alcohol on this trip. Um, and those are really the big ones. Well, besides the ones I already mentioned, which are waiting to eat till you're hungry and eating till satisfied, not stuffed. And then one that a lot of people don't think about. And honestly, if you did nothing else, I just said, if you just went and you just ate like a complete moron (laughs) for your entire trip, the one I'm going to tell you now is probably more important than all of the other ones, which is have a re-entry plan in place Mm -hmm. before you leave. And that plan should include food already in your home that you can eat for the first meal or two to get you until you go to the grocery store. So shelf-stable things or things that are in your freezer, have those there. Um, a scheduled plan for when you will get your next food shopping done. Like, are you having a food order placed? Are you doing that on the at the airport? Are you? Do you know you're getting to the grocery store at seven a.m. the next morning? Like a plan for when you're going to get your food, and a plan scheduled for when you will get your first workout. And the reason that all of these things are so important is. As someone here said, one of you ladies said, like, you're not going to mess up all your progress in one week of vacation or two weeks of vacation. But what so often happens is people come back from vacation. They don't have this re-entry plan. They feel really bad about how they did on their vacation. And it ends up not being a week or two. It's three, it's four, it's five weeks mm-hmm. before they kind of start getting back to their old, old routine that was working for them. And so really having a solid reentry plan can be the difference maker between you just like getting right back to where you
0: were and you ex- extending this for five or six weeks. Oh, that's so helpful. And sometimes I feel like people need to transition a little bit slowly back into their routine. So maybe that doesn't look like going right back into tracking macros or yeah. going right back into your full workouts, but like kind of baby stepping the process, but love what you said about having things in your house, ready to go. That's always something that I do. Cause let's be honest you know, when you come back after vacation, like you're, I always say you need a vacation from your vacation. Yes. Like it's yeah, you've tight. had a great time, but like if you're traveling or whatever, and like maybe there's flight delays or something doesn't go to plan, you, you come home kind of exhausted and just wanting to check out. So, And with so much extra work, because now you've got to unpack and do the laundry
1: and get everything situated for your family that wasn't situated before you left. And unless mm-hmm. like my mom's always really good about leaving her house sparkling clean when she goes on a trip and I'm literally the opposite. It's like I fly mm-hmm. out of here and everything is like... And so then you come back you've got this messy house to deal with. Right. Yeah, um, true. and so it does feel, it feel, it can feel really heavy when you get back from your trip. Cause there's just a lot to do.
0: Mm. Great advice, Kim. I love that. So, uh, we didn't touch too much on the movement. I know I said that like my upcoming trip, I probably will not stick to my workout. Um, I mean, I'm get there on third, like it really just kind of like, go 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 all weekend. Um if other people are working out, yeah, I might join them. I'm just not putting the pressure on myself. I know we're going to stay active, god forbid, you know, going hiking in the Arizona heat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like yeah, we're not just going to be laying by the pool the whole time. Uh so what do you offer advice-wise when it comes to workouts or movement in general? I mean, I always say travel is a great time just to move your body, explore, you know, yes, like spend some time relaxing hanging by the pool. If there is one, whatever the case may be, but I think moving is going to feel really good. Definitely. So what about when it comes to like structured workouts?
2: I I think Marcy, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like it's actually really beautiful time to shift your movement. So if you're someone who's used to being in the gym and training under a barbell, get out for a long walk on the beach, get out for a really long hike. Those, that kind of movement is going to be, great twofold. It's going to give your muscles a nice rest and it's going to stimulate your heart a little bit. Or if you're someone who's usually into group fitness all the time, um, maybe you do some body weight exercises on the beach or on your deck, you just bring some bands, um, and, and search up, you know, some band movements, um, you know, that kind of workout that you could just find on Instagram. So I think it's a great time to, you still want to stay active. I really, from personally, for me, if i sit still for too long i actually get sore from not moving that's i don't know what that is but that's something that i know about myself where if i just am static for a full day i really ache and so understand that movement is good regardless of what you do and it doesn't have to be like planned exercise okay it can be walking around an amusement park with your family (laughs) it doesn't have to be something that you turn your watch on for and log a workout Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and another thing too, it does not have to be punishment for overeating the day before or with the mindset of, I have to work out to burn as many calories as possible because I know I'm going to be overdoing it later. And this is like my permission slip to do that. Like that is not the right mindset at all move because you enjoy it move because it is the identity that you were trying to create for yourself. And it does help create or, um, maintain the momentum that you had built up before you went into this trip. The other thing that I will say, and I saw this on Jordan lips, story last week, he and his fiance went to Cancun kind of like a last minute trip. And they are the couple that chooses to work out when they are on vacation. So, um, again, like whatever you want to do for yourself is totally fine. And I really did like what he said, they were in the hotel gym and there were just some cool machines that he wouldn't normally have access to. So he wasn't following his structured program. He was just, excuse me, he was just going in there and, and like playing around to have a good time. So Mm -hmm. I like that approach as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can really go either way with it. So, uh, ladies, I think that that was pretty much everything that I wanted to cover. What about you? Yeah, I think, I think we hit it.
2: Yeah, I think we're all ready for vacation. Let's go.
0: One one more thing. One one more quick thing that I did want to say is trying to like set yourself up for success in some way. So packing even like emergency snacks or emergency foods. So usually when I travel, I will bring protein bars, beef jerky, cans of salmon, instant oatmeal packs, uh, protein powder in Ziploc bags, that kind of thing. So if I know that there's like nothing for me for breakfast at the like continental buffet, then, okay, I have some quick oatmeal and protein powder that I can use, maybe grab a piece of fruit, something like that. And then also if you have access to a grocery store and there's a kitchenette or a refrigerator in your hotel room, if you're not in an Airbnb, or if you are, there's a full kitchen, then try to hit up the store and just grab some things that, you know, will help keep you on track as much as they hate that word
2: <laughs> but yeah, everyone knows that I pack my my dry goods for my pumpkin oat bars for every trip and then I just make a batch Whenever I get there, or if I'm going to someplace like a hotel, I freeze individual portions and just carry them with me. And that's, that is a non-negotiable I do it every trip. And it's, it's that easy. So easy that I'm actually coming out with dry goods that are going to be available for people to purchase as well. For
0: well, trip. you were, yeah, you uh, mistakenly sent us a message about that yesterday. So that's exciting. Yes. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm at the, really When can we expect that? that, Katie?
2: Soon. I'm, I'm at the very tail end. I'm just working on the logistics of shipping because as everybody knows, cost of everything is extraordinary. And I don't like the shipping cost to be the barrier to purchase for somebody. Mm. And that is for me, like I'll get to the tail end of, in my cart and then see shipping is $8. And I'll be like, what? No, but yeah. I, I get it. Like, cause that's, that, that shipping has to go somewhere. So as soon as I iron that out, I'm doing, I'm pricing it out and trying to make it as affordable as possible. My hope is um, next, I'm hoping that after Colorado, like maybe like a July 1st launch, And so tell
1: me, so when a person gets us, let's say I bought this, what do I have to do then to make them?
2: you, You would have all the dry goods for either the no protein version which mm-hmm. has some specialty ingredients. Um, the recipes are out there. So the right. specialty ingredients on the no protein version would be like coconut flour, a monk fruit sweetener. Um, I use Simply Delish pudding powder in there along with the the oats, the baking powder, the salt. And then the, the version with protein is going to be the ingredients which will include the PE science snickerdoodle that okay. I swear by for baking um, along with the other dry ingredients. And so when you get this package, you will add either your cauliflower or your zucchini, whatever vegetable of choice you have. Okay. Um, one can of pumpkin and one like small jar of egg whites, and you'll bake it. And, and that's, that's it. it. That's, that's all we have to add. Like, yep, I it's, love it's, this it's idea. More Katie. dump, dump, bake. Yes. So, I love this so idea. it's like nobody, I think it was hard for some people to commit to like a canister of protein powder or the cost of almond flour or monk fruit sweetener is just kind of a lot. And it's not a normal ingredient for a lot of us. And, and so, also, some of us just, like, oh, I don't want to put all those things in a pan and make
1: it. So like, (laughs) I am definitely your ideal client here. If you're selling that stuff, I will buy that, dump it in, put some stuff in there. I will weigh off it. I will make these more often because I love them. And sometimes I'm like, I don't
2: want to get out all those ingredients. <laughs> it feels like a lot to some people, I think. I, yeah. I get, I'm hearing that. It's funny, I don't get that, but I hear that. Like yeah. you're like, that's not me, but I hear I people know. saying it. I get this. This again, this is assembled before my oven can preheat. So I'm like, this is nothing, but it's not the case for everybody. And yeah. it's like not everyone's been zipping around their kitchen for four years making pumpkin oat bars. And so it's <laughs> like easier in some ways. So anyway, Love thanks it. for letting me share about that.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for lowering the barrier of entry for people and I'm excited for you. I'm excited for them. All of that. And it'll be great. I'm excited so, for me.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you as always for joining us. And if you have a trip coming up, happy travels. We hope that this was helpful. Uh, let us know, you know, you can always send us a message or DM us. If you implemented these strategies, let us know how it went. We would love to know. Yes. Thanks, All right. everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Until next week. Bye.